Hey everyone, welcome to Wednesday night up, up in the upper room. It's good to see you all and glad you're here tonight. Trust you're doing all everyone's doing well and uh, want to welcome you in the name of Jesus. That name is truly above every name. Thanks to Matt for all he's doing, helping us film this tonight. We're looking forward to that time we can get back live, but I'm live and I'm sure you are when you watch this, so praise God for that. I want to start out tonight giving you some good news. You know, what we hear so much of is uh, all the negative stuff that's going on and, and around the world, but you know God's up to something good. Uh, last week I told you about Pulse Church uh, up in Minneapolis that did a special service with uh, a number of people, well-known people, and uh, had 117,000 people receive the Lord. Well, I was reading, I've been looking for things um, that encourage you, but I was reading in a little um, note from Charisma magazine, and it talks about a revival is coming that the whole world can witness and be swept in at once. And it says, as uh, the coronavirus pandemic has closed churches, the internet has become the place for people to worship together. That has also meant potential worldwide exposure for smaller local ministries. And that could be the laying of groundwork for a global revival. One that could have a greater impact than all the ones before. Daniel Kalenda, who was, uh, who actually took over the ministry that Reinhard Bonnke had for years, uh, Christ for All Nations, put it this way. Now we're in a different era, he says. While literally millions of people can watch this happening live online, I remember reading in the Bible as a kid where it says, Jesus, when Jesus returns, every eye will see him. I thought this was impossible. And now I recognize it might be a very easy thing to understand. John Kilpatrick, who many of you might remember the revival down in Pensacola, or Brownsville revival in Pensacola, was the center of the 19, uh, he stated that today, with the increase or instant media, there's no telling what God can do in real time all around the world. He goes on to say, the internet is a net, and God said, I use nets to pull men in, which is exciting stuff. Heidi Baker is a missionary and been tremendous missionary and global ministry outreach and all over the world. She told CBN, even the poorest people on the planet, they're starting to get cell phones, Watch, which opens up the portals for many to, outside the world, all, or all over the world. We used to have to smuggle in paper Bibles. Now we get chips. If we get caught, we can eat them. She went on to say his word can now get to every tongue, tribe, and nation. So we, we see, and there's some goes on to say more about that report. Then I read one that inspires me. A World War II veteran and pastor, 95 years old, has inspired 180,000 people to begin to pray for revival. And there's a real long, lot more details. That's national news if you want to look it up. But God's doing a great thing today. He's up to a lot of good things. And we're blessed to be in the midst of this time and this, this day and this hour. But you know, it is troubling times. It is, uh, it's a time that uh, it's unsettling for many. And we don't know the outcome. I don't know where the world is taking us right now, but I know where God is taking us. Over in uh, 1 Timothy 3.1, it says, In the last days, perilous times would come. The word describes a society that uh, is barren of virtue, but 
abounding with vices. Sounds like the world we live in today. And we, we need to have something that directs us, navigates us through these troubled waters. I remember back when I was in the Navy, <laughs> seems like a long, long time ago now, but I spent uh, th three and a half years on a carrier, the carrier Kitty Hawk, and I was in navigation. And on that big ship, we made three cruises to uh, Vietnam or the area of Vietnam. And we have a navigator. We had a captain who gave the orders, but we had a navigator, and that navigator was to see that we got to where we were going without going aground. In fact, one time we got so close to 13 miles off the shore of uh, Vietnam. Doesn't sound like it's very close, but the waters get a lot shallower, and we had a 36-foot uh, draft in our ship. Now, if we gotten much closer, we could have went, went aground. Well, how many of you know we need something to navigate, someone to navigate us through this life of, of troubled times? And we read in the Bible that we have such a person. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke 3, verse 21 and 22. We see where Jesus has just been baptized by John the Baptist. And, the, and it says, And the Holy, he prayed, and the heavens were opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him and a voice came from heaven which said you are my beloved son and you I am well pleased he was filled with the spirit of God to begin his ministry uh, at that time R right after that and we read in chapter 4 it says then Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit returned from the Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness now it seems to me he was there 40 days but the Holy Spirit led him there and he was being tempted by the devil. And why would, he, why would the Holy Spirit lead him out there? Because he was going to show him that was greater was in him, in Jesus, than he that was in the world, the ruler of this world. So we have to know that Jesus was filled with the Spirit of God. And in Luke 4, continues on in verse 18, it says this. He, he came back to... Uh, Nazareth and, and he got up in the temple when he said this the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord then he went on to say today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Then we find Jesus going forth with his disciples for the next three and a half years, preaching, teaching, healing, and delivering people, and preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. So we see Jesus didn't begin his ministry until he was filled with the Spirit of God. Now it goes on to say in, in uh, uh, Acts chapter 10, 38, it says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. Jesus needed to have the Holy Spirit to navigate him through his ministry and guide him through his ministry. How about us? See, we're, we're called to the same ministry today. I don't know if you know that. No, we're not Jesus, but we have Jesus to live inside of us. We're to proclaim the gospel, the good news. Jesus began the gospel or the the uh, uh, the ministry, and we're to con continue the ministry. Now, in John 14, it, it says this. 
Now, John 14, he's talking to his disciples and, and they're worried about things, about what's going on. He's telling them about he's going to have to leave this earth, this place. And he says this in John 14, 16. He says, I'm getting ready to leave and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him and for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's good news, my friends. And over in John 16, he has some things to say to him. He's still talking about the same things here. He says, I still have many things to say to you, but you can't hear them now. But then he says in John 16, verse 13, Howbeit when he, the spirit of, of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatsoever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Did you get the part? He will guide you. How many of you know we need a guide today to get us through these troubled times? And if a Holy Spirit will be our guide if we allow him to be. Jesus was guided by the Holy Spirit to go wherever the, the Father wanted him to go and do the things the Father wanted him to do. We should be likewise. We have a guide today. He's called the Holy Spirit of God. We need him now more than ever. It's our time. Our time to bless, be a blessing on this earth and declare the goodness of God throughout the earth. And he goes on to say, He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit's going to show us truth. He's going to show us the things of God. He's going to show us how the kingdom operates. And it's our time to, to uh, cleave to him, to draw near to him. Now he says over in 1633, These things I have spoken to you that... Uh, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. How many of you know he's overcome the world? We can overcome too, because he has. So he's telling his disciples, hey, listen up, men. He says, I got to leave to go back to the Father, but I'm going to send you one just like me with different operations and different ministrations, but he's just like me, and he's going to lead and guide you into all truth. He's going to show you things to come. Now, how much, how we need the truth tonight, my brothers and sisters, how we need the truth. We hear so many voices in the earth today, but the one true voice is the voice of the Holy Spirit revealing the truth to us through Jesus Christ. So he's telling him that, and he tells them, you know these stories. A lot of you know these scriptures. He tells them to tarry in Jerusalem till he be endued from on high with power from on high. He tells them that. And they, so they're, they're up in this upper room, 120 of them, and you know that story. And then over in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, but, when you, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, and all the ends of the earth. We're to be witnesses unto, unto the world today of what Jesus Christ has done. So how do we do that? Then in Acts chapter 2, hallelujah, the power of the Holy Ghost. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. How I many of you know it's important to be in unity and in one accord if we want to see the power of God move through our, uh, through our congregation and through our lives? He goes on to say, And suddenly there came a 
sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them, and they all were, all were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled. All filled. They were ready to go out into the world now. They had the power of the Holy Spirit. We've been given that same Spirit, that same power. If that's, if the scripture says that that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us, it shall quicken or make alive our very mortal bodies. And then we find over in Acts chapter 2, continued on in uh, verse 17, Paul get, or Peter gets up and he begins to say what Joel had said, the prophecy that Joel had. And it shall come to pass... In the last days, saith God, now that's where we're at today, my brothers and sisters, we're in the last days, that I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. He did that when he poured out the Holy Spirit. He came that right after, like Jesus said he would, and he's here today. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams, and my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit on in those days, and they shall prophesy. Listen, we need to be filled with the Spirit of God. Here's Peter, who did, had denied Jesus three times before the cock crowed, as Jesus had said he would, and yet here he is now, bold as bold can be, and he's getting up and he says, these men aren't drunk as you suppose, but they're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. The Spirit that God said, or Jesus said he would have the Father send. So here we are today. Now we know going on down through these uh, next chapters, and, and, and it says that Peter and John went out there. Now they're going out and they're preaching and teaching and church is being added to, the first church. And it, they raised the, the man at the gate beautiful. When they came to him, he was begging alms. He was wanting something. Sounds like where we're at today. Somebody's always wanting something from our, from our nation, from our government, from you, from me. But listen, he, they said, we don't have alms. We don't silver and gold have I not. But in, I, what I do give, I give you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And the man was immediately healed. They raised, he raised up and began to walk. Now, we know when you begin to do great things, when you begin to see signs and wonders, I'm telling you, even in this day and age, the religious people get mad. And they, that's what happened with Peter and John. They, they took him aside, the, both of them aside, and they began to talk to him about what did you do and why, why did you do it and how did this happen? But over in ver, uh, chapter 4, get there in a second. Chapter 4, they had already, it came to pass on the next day, this is verse 5, that the rulers, the elders, and scribes, as well as Anna, the high priest, Caliphus, John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the family of the high priest, were gathered together in Jerusalem. And when he had set them in the midst of them, they set them right out in the middle of everybody, they asked, by what power or by what name have you done this? Now, the point I want to make is the next verse, which is the theme for this whole night. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means has he has been made well, let it be known. And, or let, the, and, uh, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel 
that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God has raised from the dead, by him this man stands before you whole. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, the same Peter that denied Jesus not long before this. But it goes on in 13. Now when they saw, saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. When you get with Jesus and filled with the Holy Spirit, boldness comes up on you. How we need that today. My friends, it just isn't the frontline ministers. It isn't just Pastor Scott. It isn't just somebody that's in a pulpit. It's all of us need the power of the Holy Ghost. We all need to be filled. Now, they go back. They were released. They were told not to talk about this anymore. And they went back to their own companions. That'd be like when we all get together again. <laughs> You're our companions. We're all companions of one another. And, and they didn't go back and say, oh, God, what are we going to do? There's no more stimulus packages coming, and, and I haven't gotten mine now, and, and there's no food, there's no meat in the, in the bins at the, at the IGA or at these food markets. No, they didn't go back, and they didn't uh, cry and moan and groan and carry on and, and gripe. They began to proclaim how good their God was. And they couldn't understand why anybody would, would come against uh, what, what they had just done by raising the lame man. And then it says in, in Acts chapter 30, uh, 31, they had, actually, let's go back to ver, uh, verse uh, 29. Now he said, they're praying, and now look upon their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness that they may speak your word by stretching out your hands to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God with boldness. My goodness, friends, what a time to be alive in Christ. But we need somebody that's going to guide us through and do what, help us to do what God has called us to do. How I many of you know every one of us has a calling on our life tonight? Every one of us has been called to do something for Christ. Got to find my place here. This is a little different. <laughs> and we see after that, after they were all filled again, uh, we see Peter, or I mean Stephen in Acts chapter 6. It says, verse 8, full of, the, full of faith and power did great signs and wonders among the people. Now, the point I'm trying to make tonight is these people were filled with the Spirit of God. In order to do what God's called us to do in this day and this hour, we must be filled with the Spirit of God. We can't go around just barely getting through. What are we going to do? Listen, He's called us for such a time as this. Every one of us has a position. Every one of us has a calling. The Bible says, do all you do as unto the Lord and not unto men, for it is he that rewards and repays. This is our call. This is our time. This is our time to pray and believe him. And, and so it's important that we be filled with the spirit of God. And so over in Ephesians 14, or 314 through 21, this is your, uh, this is your assignment to read. And read uh, chapter 1 also, but it reveals the things for, that we need for believers. A strong spirit, know the love of Christ, and filled with the fullness of God, it says. 
We're to be filled with the fullness of God in this day and this hour. We're not just supposed to go through life and barely get by. Listen, we have to be eternally minded, eternally minded. Talking about uh, populating the kingdom of God. That's our, that's our mission, is to see everyone come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. In your family, in your homes, in your loved ones, or even as God wants our enemies, hallelujah, to become to know him. So it's important that we, we are filled with the spirit of God. Listen, tell yourself right now, Lord, fill me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me to overflowing that's where we need to be. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5 if you had it, have uh, in your Bibles with you. If you don't, I'm going to read it to you. But Ephesians chapter 5, very familiar passage of Scripture. I'm not telling most of you anything you don't know tonight or haven't heard over the last number of years you've been here, whatever time you've been here, because it's been, pre been preached for years. But listen, we have to constantly be reminded and we have to stir ourselves and, and, and wake up to what God wants us to do. In verse 15 of chapter 5 of Ephesians, it says, See this as you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. In other words, don't be foolish in this day and this hour. Don't, don't, uh, uh, don't just go out and do everything, cast faith to the wind. and do Walk circumspectly. Give it, give it some real uh, thought when you do. And ask the Holy Spirit if you're doing things right. Uh, we need to hear his voice. We need to do what he tells us to do in this day and this hour. How important it is to hear the voice of God today because there's so many voices. I remember reading about John G. Lake. Uh, 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 talked, uh, he was a great, uh, had a healing revival, and he was a great evangelist. And, and uh, in, the, in the last century, in, in the 1900s, and I heard the story, read the story, some of you may have read this, where he's driving, he and his wife are driving up on the side of a mountain, I believe it was, and all of a sudden, uh, the Holy Spirit says, get over in the other side. So he, he, he thought, well, that doesn't seem right, but if it's you, Holy Spirit, which I believe it is, I'm going to move over to the other side. He immediately went over to the opposite side of his, of his lane into the other lane, and just as he did, a truck coming down the mountain was on, would have been on his side of the road, would have ran into him and killed he and his wife. Listen, we need to hear what the Spirit of God is saying to us tonight. Things are, things are pretty wild in this world right now. And you might be doing okay, but listen, we're here to pray and intercede that others come to know him. This is a, a very perilous times, as Paul had put it, hard harsh and, and hard to deal with sometimes. But with the Holy Spirit in us, we can, we can be a blessing to somebody else. Well, in other words, guard your time. It says redeeming the time because the days are what? Evil. Paul said that 2,000 years ago. They were going through great persecution. They were having, a, uh, you know, this, uh, people were uh, being uh, thrown to the lions for their faith. He had just come out of doing that himself before he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. He had been persecuting Christians. Listen, this is nothing new. They're still persecuting Christians, but the wor word of God cannot be stopped. But it goes on to say, redeeming the time for the days are evil. Do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. How many of you know when it said he will lead and guide you in all truth, he's going to show you the will of God for your life. He's going to show you what the word of God says about your life and about what you should be doing. So listen, my friends, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and listen to what the Spirit says. 
goes on to say in verse 18, and do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. I like what the, the, uh, the uh, Message Bible says. It says, drink the Spirit of God, huge dross of Him. Drink it up. <laughs> drink in the Spirit of God. How many of you know when you diligently seek Him, when you want to know Him, He says He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So what are we supposed to be doing tonight? We're supposed to be seeking Him. It goes on to say, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. How many of you know we, we would not be able to gather together maybe to do that? But listen, if you don't have anyone in your house, go look in your mirror and speak to yourself. Begin to praise God right in the midst of, uh, of where you're at. That's what we should be doing. It goes on to say, giving thanks always. Always. We give thanks. We're a blessed people. <laughs> We're a blessed congregation. Why? Because we know Jesus Christ. And it says, always to God the Father in the name of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Listen, my friends, we're to stay stirred up, filled with the Holy Spirit on a continual basis, over and over. Lord, how do I do that? How do you, how do, you do that, you might say, Mike? Well, you begin to draw near. How do you draw near? You begin to bless his name. You begin to praise him. You begin to say, Lord, fill me with your spirit over and over. May I be so filled with the spirit of God, it'll just spill out of me. The presence of God, the love of God, it will spill out of me. And I won't have to, I won't have to be, uh, in a, I might be somewhere in a rest, uh, we can't not be in a restaurant now, but you can be in a grocery store. You can be in a, in a, in a lawn Lowe's or, or Home Depot or somewhere, and you're so filled with the Spirit of God that you just speak to somebody and about the things of God. You might, God will lead you into places and, and tell, help you to talk to people that may be depressed and discouraged, and you have a word for them in this time. How many of you know we're supposed to pray, be intercessors? We've been praying for this nation for a long time, praying for a revival and awakening. And we, do, we're try, we can't put God in a box and say, well, don't bring it this way. And listen, we don't want to go back the way we were at normal. We want to go on forward in the name of Jesus. I want you to listen to this, uh, what, what Smith Wigglesworth had to say in his book, Ever Increasing Faith. This is great. This, <laughs> now listen, the most important thing, the one thing that counts is to see that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled to overflowing. Anything less than this is, a, is displeasing to God. We are commanded by God to be filled with the Spirit. And in the measure you fail, this you, you will fall short of the plan of God. Listen, we're Holy Ghost people. We're Spirit-filled people. We talk about it. But how many of you know you can leak out, as Pastor Larry used to say? You leak, so we have to refill all the time. He goes on to say, the Lord would have us moving from faith to faith, from glory to glory, from fullness to overflowing. It is not good for us to be ever thinking in the past tense, but we should be moving on to the place where we dare believe God. He has declared that after the Holy Spirit has upon, come upon you, we shall have power. I believe there is an avalanche of power from God to be apprehended if, I, if we will but catch the vision. 
Now he goes on to say, Paul wrote at one time, I now come to visions and revelations. God has put into a place where he expects us to have his latest revelation. In other words, it's not the latest breaking news on, on a news network. It's what God has to say in this day and this hour that's going to count. He goes on to say, uh, revelation of the marvelous fact, Christ in us, which what does that really mean? Oh, is that what this really means? We can apprehend Christ fully only as we are filled and overflowing with the Spirit of God. In other words, we don't get to know him just by just barely showing up at church once in a while or reading our Bible once in a while. We got to spend time with him. We got to be thinking about him throughout the day, praying in the spirit, singing, like it said a while ago, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs in the spirit. Our only safeguard from dropping back into our natural mind from which we can never get anything is to be filled and filled again with the spirit of God and be taken on to visions and revelations on a new line. The reason I emphasize the importance of the fullness of the Spirit is I want to get you beyond all human plans and thoughts into the vision, full vision, into the full revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you want rest? It's in Jesus. Do you want to be saved from everything that the devil is bringing up in these last times? Receive and continue in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And he will be ever revealing to you all that you need for all times is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. See, we're to be filled with the Spirit. You say, well, I've never been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Listen, there's plenty of information. Just ask him tonight. You can call us here at the church, but ask him tonight to fill you with the Spirit. So those of you who've been filled with the Holy Spirit, just begin to praise Him and be, just speak to Him in an unknown tongue. It's known to Him. And for those of you that uh, are discouraged tonight or despair, draw near to God. He'll draw near to you. That's His promise. Listen, my friends, this is a time for the church to be the church and get active. But we can't do that without being filled with the Holy Spirit on a regular basis to overflowing so tonight, I just want to pray with you just for a moment before our time runs out here. Father, I just ask you in a mighty way to move on Living Word Family Church and those that are hearing this message tonight to be filled to overflowing with the Spirit of God. And, and Lord, just minister your peace and your joy and your presence in their life. Help us to draw near to that place where we can be a, effective ministries and uh, people in the world to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. We thank you for the privilege we have of knowing you and, and getting to know you even more. We thank you that you're there to lead and guide us into all truth. Show us things to come. You're our navigator through troubled waters. And we thank you so much for your presence in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, we're at National Day of Prayer tomorrow. We're going to have a Zoom uh, meeting at 7 o'clock if you want to get on that. Call, call me, call uh, Matt Gordon. We'll hook you up with the uh, link. But uh, between now and then, be praying, interceding, believing God for greater things, because greater is he that's in us and he that's in the world. So say this, this with me as we close out tonight. I'm blessed and I'm a blessing. Amen. We'll see you next time.